Hey, you skinny legends, it's 2018, and I'm back. That's right, it's me, Eric, from yourrealityrecaps.com, bringing back our Real Housewives audio blogs for this season of The Real Housewives of New York, season 10. Now, for those of you that don't know, basically, I don't like to read. I like to be read to, and I think everyone else feels the same way, which is why I'm reading you the Bravo blogs from the ladies each week as they put them out. Now look, they don't put them out frequently. So while we're going to try and make this a regular podcast coming out on the same time each week, just remember that I'm a slave to the ladies. So once they put out stuff, you'll be getting one of these every single week. Now, where can you see this and listen to it? Of course, on iTunes. And if you are, do us a favor, leave us a five-star rating and a nice review. It really helps support our shows. These shows will also be archived on our website, Your Reality Recap caps.com slash bravo. Now, if you guys want an amazing way to help support our shows, consider becoming a patron. YourRealityRecaps.com slash patron. You get access to the patron-only group on Facebook. You get shows just for patrons weekly, prize giveaways for patrons, and your questions asked to reality stars when they come on our shows. Of course, you guys know we are live every single night of the week over on YouNow at YouNow.com slash RealityRecaps. Caps. Of course, it is Big Brother season currently, so that is what we are mainly focusing on. And if you are a Big Brother fan, I don't know why you are not over there checking out all our Big Brother content. But that's not all we do. So feel free to peruse our website, yourrealityrecaps.com, and see all of the amazing shows, content, videos, live streams, reality star guests that we have on all the time. Another great way you can help support our shows is if you're doing any Amazon shopping, go to yourrealityrecaps.com slash Amazon. Or if you just want to make a one-time donation to help us keep bringing you all of this content, consider doing so at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal. Now, I think we have so much to talk about on this week's Real Housewives of New York. So let's jump right into it. Seriously, my favorite is how you can totally tell I had to cut the end off to say weeks and then I started it because look, I can't record that intro every single show. Look, you don't care. We're back to talk Real Housewives blogs and... I know there wasn't a show last week because people didn't do their blogs until like the day before the episode two days ago, and now people are putting out their blogs again. Look, we got a a mishmash of the blogs over the past two weeks for you guys to go through. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to start with Tinsley's, and hers is called I'm Starting to Lose My Temper, and this is from last week, so that would be what, episode four. So I guess this is her blog about episode four. So Tinsley is is starting to lose her temper. I have no idea what that would look like in real life. But here we go. In response to your blog last week, Countess, please don't try and imply that I'm the only one who's pretentious or criticize the whole city of Richmond because I was a debutante. At least I don't use embarrassing subrequests to embellish myself. I guess that means Countess? The only reason I mentioned being a debutante was because of Sonia's accusation when speaking to Dorinda that I don't have a pot to piss in. 
this entire Sonia topic is getting really difficult because I'm sensing that there's a lot more to this than she's willing to say. As you could see in the episode last night, now granted it was two weeks ago, I'm really starting to lose my temper. Why is she after me? What reason would she have other than an attempt to take me down or degrade me somehow? And that's what all of this talk about trust funds and mommy paying or Scott supporting me is coming from. Whose business is it anyway? I assume the implication is that I don't have the sense to take care of myself so someone else has to do it. Funny how someone so impaired is able to get into Lawrenceville and Columbia. Look, unlike you, Sonia, I did not take one cent from my former husband. Not one cent. So your accusation that I'm looking for a husband to support me is truly infuriating. I did not, Sonia, live with my boyfriend when I moved to Palm Beach, as you said, nor did I live with my mother. I had my own apartment, which I paid for. And another thing, I got my apartment at the hotel before I even met Scott, so enough of your suggestions that I'm vapid, shallow, or a kept woman. It's damn insulting. Stop it. And, Lady Morgan, I guess you didn't learn this in all your travels to Gestad, the south of France, or Phuket, but all this talk of money is very declassé. So just stop. Having said this, I do declare that I care about you and worry that something is really wrong. You were more than kind to invite me to stay with you while I got myself situated, and I haven't forgot that. You've raised an absolutely beautiful and very smart daughter, which is no soul feat, so be proud of yourself and stop trying to tear others down. My grandmother always said, what Susie says about Sally says more about Susie than it does about Sally, and I can't believe I just did that with no problem. <laughs> See y'all next week, XOXO, Tinsley. Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like Tinsey is a little bit grasping for a storyline a little bit. Um, so that's kind of why she's going at Sonia. But like I said, we're kind of covering two weeks. So let's go see what Tinsley's blog says for this current episode that just aired, um, I guess, two days ago now. Uh, and Tinsley's current blog is called, What Kind of Friend Are You? Am I a happy girl? Oh, yes. It's great to be back with Scott. I almost felt like the breakup never happened. It's odd to me, Eric, how the breakup happened when you weren't filming, and now that you're back to filming, it's back on. It's almost like Scotty wants to promote his business, but whatever, I'm just saying, Doc Tinsley could not believe him surprising me in New York and being a big douche and stealing you away from a party you already had a committed to. Girl, you really shouldn't drop all your friends just for a guy, but oops, that's me talking again back Tinsley. He's been so busy with quarter four and his work as CEO of Coupon Cabin... He's the CEO of Coupon Cabin. He's the D-bag that made the annoying website where you find coupons. Do you just want to kill yourself? Seriously. Do you, dear listener, listening to this right now. Does it make you want to bash your face in a wall that someone came up with an idea of, let me make a website where people post coupons, not even where I go and find the coupons, but I have other people find the coupons and post them, and then I get to be a millionaire? Does this make you want to bash your face in a wall? Because it does make me want to bash my face in the wall. Anyway, let's go back to Tinsley. 
I never would have expected him to surprise me like that. As you can see, my relief, my surprise, and my excitement was brought on by an extraordinary response. She fell to the floor. We get it. You're overdramatic, girl. I guess Carol is going to give me an F for not being cool and keeping it cute. Oh well, sometimes in the heat of a wonderful moment, you just lose it. And I would like to take, and I would not take back one second of it. Let's talk Sonia. There you go again with your revisionist history. I never acted like living with you is a reign of terror. On the contrary, you acted like my living with you was a reign of terror. While I was feeling safe in the sanctuary of your home, you were out spreading rumors that I was a bad house guest, that I asked Connor to do things for me, never, and that I didn't bring you coffee or the paper. Sonia, I didn't want to get in your way. You say and make up things routinely, and it hurts. I've tried to make myself as unobtrusive as possible and respect every boundary of your home. You know I did that. But instead, you used me as a storyline, and you made things up about me to be amusing. What the heck is with Bethany talking about lately? Sonia, I didn't give a party and a gift card to sweep my ungrateful behavior away. I wanted to thank you for staying at your house, and I wanted to show my appreciation for your kindness. I thought long and hard about what to give you and believed a gift card from Bergdorf's which I paid for, would be great since you could either use it on yourself or your daughter, and you could pick out whatever you wanted. As you know, my mother also sent you some lovely down silk pillows, which you told people you put in the dog bed. Really? <laughs> Ooh, Sonia, you are so trashy, girl. Also, I certainly wasn't trying to make my picture any bigger than yours in the silver frame I gave you. It was the only picture I had of the two of us. So, yes, I know I called it a thank you, F you party, but that was after Mexico, after I saw a page six article about me not being a good house guest, and I was already planning a thank you party when I read what you said. You knew I hated all the horrible repress I received in Palm Beach, yet you still went to the post to go after me again. So what kind of friend are you? And, Sonia, just like the weekly gay parties you say you throw, which I never saw once while I was staying at your house, you tell lies. I've had enough of them being about me. My giving Bethany's charity money has zero to do with you, and in time of so much deconstruction, it felt like the right thing to do. So just, wow, Sonia, how could you possibly spin that into something about you? Girl, it's time to get a grip. So much for a good deed. See you next week. XOXO, Tinsley. So, what do you guys think about Tinsley this week? You know the deal. Leave me your comments um, below if you're listening on the website, because I really want to know what you guys are thinking about Tinsley this week, and last week for that matter. Do you feel like she's struggling for um, a storyline? What do you think about Scott, the boyfriend? I honestly don't know how I feel about him. I mean, clearly there's not a coupon for a, a gym. But <laughs> let's move on to our next Bravo blog. <laughs> it is from Luann, and it is called My Heart Went Out to Sonia. Now, again, this is from uh, two weeks ago, so episode four. Now, Luann says, Fashion is the eye of the wearer, and the Real Housewives of New York City always bring it style-wise. 
Bethany's running commentary on the outfits we wore at Ramona's Hamptons party for Carol was too funny. What was Carol thinking when she chose that tattoo getup? What was it again? What, what was even with it? And Ramona's ensemble? Let's call it edgy. I thought my pink feather top was hashtag the bomb, but someone else thought it was a dud. Hashtag fashion faux pas. Hashtag braids. Hashtag why not. Oh my god, Eric speaking. Stop using hashtags. Back to Luann. On a more serious note, why is everyone ganging up on Sonia? She's entitled to mourn for her marriage any way she chooses. Is it a buzzkill sometimes? Yes. I like to listen and I try and steer the conversation to happier topics. Should Ramona have defended Sonia, though, when Dorinda alleged Sonia cheated on her ex? I mean, again, yes. I think the text that Sonia sent to Ramona calling her a POS was not the right thing to do, but Ramona has not been a very good friend to Sonia lately. The friends who stay with you when you're down are the ones that you'll want around during the good times. None of us are immune to life's pitfalls. Hashtag me. Oh my god, she needs to stop with these damn hashtags. Hashtag me, and instead of shaming Sonia, I think the girls should let her work through this so that she can come out on the other side. Sonia's been stuffing her feelings down for so long that it may take a while for her to feel happy again, but I, I know she will. The Jean George's brunch at Tapa Rose was great. We were surprised to end our weekend on a high note. But instead, Ramona left Sonia staring at an empty chair, which was awkward for everyone. My heart went out to Sonia because she's being rejected at a time when she needs her friends the most. I won't abandon her because I understand the hashtag girl code. She's my friend in the good times and bad. So until next week, wear what makes you feel fabulous because you are. Now, I'm just going to jump right over to Luann's current blog, Again, this is from episode five from uh, two days ago, and this blog is called I Don't Hold Grudges. I'm not a grudge holder, and I'm able to forgive and sometimes forget. My inner peace is more important to me than focusing on the past. This is why you saw me chat with Missy. Yes, that Missy. And tell her that the man was the problem, not her. Okay, pause, Eric speaking. Um, Luann... You talk to Missy because you are the one that did something wrong. Missy didn't do anything wrong. You stole the man from Missy. So obviously there would be no reason for you to feel uncomfortable. Missy should feel uncomfortable around you. It's rude that Sonia did it to Missy, not to you. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Comment below and let me know where you're falling on the whole Missy and Luann drama, because I still don't get it. Like Sonia says... Even, oh, hashtag bitches, have that one person to get their back. As for Sonia, she needs a girlfriend, not a hashtag straight jacket. Okay, lesson time, everyone, because I, Luann clearly does not understand this. You understand that a hashtag is something to make it so you can search easier, right? Hashtag is something on social media which lets you have a search term. So let's say you were trying to find things about the Real Housewives of New Jersey. You're going to search hashtag R-H-N-O-N-Y. You wouldn't just search 
R-H-O-N-Y. You need the hashtag. The hashtag is what makes the word searchable on social media. So when she is hashtagging bitches and hashtagging straightjacket, A, we're not on social media, so it doesn't even matter. And B, that means that somebody would go to social media and search straightjacket and find your blog, Luann. It doesn't make any sense. You're a crazy person. You're just doing it because you think hashtag is something cool. You're like John Richardson. Anyway. Back to your stupid hashtag blog. When I mar- when my marriage ended, I needed to find an apartment in New York for me and for when I'm in the city. My good friend Ann Cutbill is a realtor at Douglas Elman, and she knows me well. We were roomies in the 80s. Big hair, didn't care. Hashtag... The apartment she showed me was too big for what I needed. Victoria and Noel have their own places in the city, so I don't need that much space anymore. If anyone can find me the perfect apartment with an outdoor space, it's Anne, because hashtag Anne gets it done. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose my mind. For some time, Carol and I have had an uncomfortable energy between us, and I felt like we should try and put any negative feelings from the past aside so that we can be better friends. Oh, did you think that, Luann? Because what it looked like to me was that Carol called this meeting. (laughs) So it looks like you were just a participant in the meeting that Carol called about Carol's feelings. So, you know, however you want to twist that. I told her that I take her relationship with Adam as seriously as I take any of my girlfriend's relationships. She was right that the phone rings both ways and we should have reached out to each other. We see each other. That being said, our friendship is now in a peaceful place. Hashtag OHM. Oh, OHM. Oh my god, you can't hashtag own me, psychopath. <laughs> Lastly, congratulations to Bethany on her new denim line and her successful relief efforts for the people of Puerto Rico. Whatever she does, she always gives hashtag 100... Okay, hashtag I'm done. Hashtag I'm done. I'm done, I'm done. Hashtag I'm done. You leave your comments below and let me know what you think of hashtag Luann's hashtag blog because hashtag I can't take it because we have to hashtag move on to the next hashtag Bravo blog. (laughs) And we are going to take it from the one and only Carol and her blog called Death and Other Weird Things. Well, couldn't be any weirder than her blog last week. And again, I'm sorry, not two days ago, but this is from the episode four. So, you know, two episodes ago. Everyone talks about everything on this show. And I mean everything. We've talked about ex-husbands, ex-boyfriends, shared boyfriends, on and off boyfriends, girls we like, girls we don't like, dresses, shoes, pets, vacations, anal and oral sex, weed, booze, and XX. We are telling stories here from the jump. So, that said, here's a story. A 30-year-old waitress, uh, hostess in a restaurant, marries a wealthy 25-year-old man, her senior. They love each other, deeply. They have a kid. They buy a home. They travel the world and host parties on yachts. Six years go by, then eight, then ten. The old man's stories start to turn dull. The young, pretty wife gets restless. Their eyes, once glazed longingly at each other, start to wander. Their marriage is marked by infidelities on both sides until one files for divorce. It's not so shocking, is it? I mean, this story played out countless times a year across the country. 
To talk about marriage over a decade later as though you had no hand in its demise is frustrating for those of us who had to listen to this historical rewrite. Okay, so Eric speaking, I think we're talking about Sonia. <laughs> Let me know what you think in the comments below, but I think this might be a story about Sonia. Back to Carol. It's definitely not the same as burying a husband. Not even close. Signing a divorce document after you've racked up lawyer bills fighting over who gets the scones is not like signing a death certificate. It's not like having to make life and death decisions when a doctor tells you that there is little left to do but hope and pray. So you hope and pray for one more day. Please, just one more day is all you'll want. Then you'll be ready. One more day. But of course, that's just a big lie never be ready, and when your partner dies in the middle of their young life, you wait as the life and love slowly and painfully ebbs out of them until they're barely recognizable to you any longer. You wait until the man that you thought you'd spend the rest of your life with struggles to take their last breath. And then you wait and sit in a deafening silence that is death still praying, but now begging, for just one more day. The time between that last breath and the silence can last for an eternity, or six years, which is when Dorinda's late husband Richard died in the beginning of their life together. So sure, Dorinda, from time to time, talks about her late husband, and in this way she honors his memory. This is what we all do. We talked about our loved ones who have passed on to keep their memory alive. We tell stories to our children, our grandkids, and our friends, especially young deaths, those who have died before their natural life cycle has ended. We even commemorate the day with flowers or visit a grave. So it's hard to hear Dorinda talk about Ralph, her ex-husband, as when she does, it's always in the context of her daughter, Hannah. Yet, trust me, they all talk about their exes all the time, except for Tom. No one now wants to talk about Tom. Poor Tom. It's just, it's not all about Tom anymore. It's good riddance. <laughs> Torture is sleeping next to the man you are building a life and a family with and listen to him breathing and worry that it might be his last breath. Worrying that you're making the right medical decisions when he can no longer decide for himself. If you think torture is worrying, you might run into your ex with his new wife or worry that you will never run to him again. In my opinion, you've been dealt a pretty good hand in life, and you should just give thanks. As for real estate, this argument over who knows more makes me laugh. Ramona has a nice home, and so does Bethany. South of the highway, on the highway, who cares? By the way, the highway is constructed in the mid-1920s. It's a two-lane street. My pal used to write for the real estate section of the Wall Street Journal. She lives in a rented one-bedroom apartment and knows more about real estate than Bethany and Ramona combined. Oh, by the way, I live off of that street too. But not in the Hamptons. It runs all of Long Island. And that concludes Carol's blog for two weeks ago. Let's jump over to her current blog for the episode five two days ago called I Couldn't Help But Wonder... What is real, and what is reality? If anyone is as thick as thieves this season, it's Scott and I. Yep, you nailed it. 
He told me he was coming to town, and yes, I plotted to get him to the apartment, knowing that Tinsley would be there, dressed in spray tan for Ramona's holiday shopping party. Because that's the kind of friend I am. I make sure my gal pals have a proper spay tan before an ex-boyfriend makes a surprise visit. And for the record, keep it cute means the following. 1. Don't fall on the floor. And Okay, so let me rephrase. If you are forgetting, she is telling, she is talking about the fact that she told Tinsley to make sure she keeps it cute with Scott. So, back to um, Carol says, for the record, keep it cute means 1. Don't fall on the floor when a boyfriend you haven't seen for two months arrives at your door. Officer in a gentleman's style to sweep you off to Chicago. Two, don't start to stop. Maintain your cool composure. Three, don't put him on the spot by asking him if he's now your boyfriend. Oh my God, that was so embarrassing. (laughs) Don't then smash dead flowers into the garbage. Definitely don't do that in telling him that you saved the flowers because you thought that I brought them to cheer you up after you broke up. And lastly, don't call your crazy mom before wheels are up on the plane and you're safely en route to Chicago. In spite of breaking every single one of the Keep It Cute rules, Tinsley and Scott got their relationship back on track, and I couldn't be happier for both of them. As for Adam and I, well, let's just say we were never friends with benefits unless the benefit was monogamy. Ooh, okay, can we unpack this for a hot second? Oh, wow. Okay, I don't read these ahead of time. I know that I say that. I don't know if you guys believe me. I wait to read them and find out what's going on with all of you. So, wow, that's shocking. So basically, she's saying that her and Adam didn't even do it. Wow, that is interesting. All right, well, let me know what you think in the comment section below about that. And I meant to say when we were talking about Tinsley's bogs, how hysterical is Tinsley with, uh, oh my God, I just can't, with the way she reacted. Want my flowers? The flowers mean we didn't break up. <laughs> we're going to break up? No, we're not. Oh, I'm going to throw the flowers away. <laughs> it was insane. If I was him, I would have run for the hills just for that reason alone. All right. Let's move over uh, back to Carol, I mean. Maybe it's me, and I'll concede that there are times that I look like I'm listening to the ladies, but I'm really thinking about my kittens or if I left a candle burning in my apartment. But Sonia doesn't make sense in 140 characters or 140 paragraphs. Last year on this very show, she said all Tinsley did was shop, shop, shop. Remember the assistant and the hat scandal? This year, she changed it to, Tinsley didn't have a pot to piss in until Scott came along. Really? Life and reality should generally drive season to season. And Sonia has been bad-mouthing Tinsley from the jump. She called Dorinda fat and was disrespectful of her late husband. She called Ramona a piece of shit and perhaps is the source of some of Sonia's pain. But... Is it really that confusing as to why she's a leper and no one wants to sit near her at the lunch table? See above. As for Luann, I called you here today. Did you hear me say that? Laugh out loud. This may appear like one of those contractually obligated sit-downs. Okay, because as you're aware, they make them meet with the people they don't like on the Housewives. Like, If two people are fighting, production makes them have a face-to-face. It's not one of those contractually obligated sit-downs. The, quote, fallout brunch where we discussed what was discussed at the last brunch. But it actually isn't. 
I asked Luann if she'd come to tea because I wanted to make it nice. I hadn't seen her one-on-one in over three years. I was tired of the -the behind-the-back barbs, insults, and counter-punches. By the way, am I wrong? Do people refer to their drivers as driver? When I speak to them, I just use the regular, sir, (laughs) ma'am. It's a good point. That was so awkward. Honestly, our friendship is too superficial to be this complicated. One friendship I didn't think that was superficial was mine with Bethany. Although I recently read she said it sort of was, so, well, my bad. So far this season, it appeared that Bethany has decided I'm not much of a great friend. She can't reach me on the phone, I don't reply to her texts in a time frame she considers appropriate, I don't pony up charity money early enough to make her cut, and I'm generally not interested in what's going on in her life. Well, none of that is true, but why let the truth get in the way of a good storyline? In real life, we are both busy, but things seem cool, or so I thought. I barely recognize the girl on TV making silly, passive-aggressive comments one after the other. Spoiler alert, takes me a few weeks to catch on to what she is saying about me. I'd say in the Berkshires I began to see the whole picture, so fun times ahead. As for her worrying if I have the constitution for devastation, no need to worry about me, honey. I was 26 when I was assigned to Israel during the Gulf War. I spent five weeks chasing Scud missiles. I met people that lost their homes and all their possessions to bombings, tall apartment complexes filled with families laid rubble on the ground at a time that it was thought Saddam Hussein would use chemical weapon warheads on us. The only fashion I cared about was my hazmat gear. Then when I was 25, working in the camps alongside the Cambodian border, I saw mothers with their children knowing nothing but war, poverty, and the blue tarps of the UN refugee tents. So, I thought that um, Bethany's experience in Puerto Rico would have been something that brought us closer. We both had now seen the aftermath of destruction, natural and man-made. But that didn't happen, and I'm beginning to understand why. I guess it didn't fit into her Carol and Tinsley are thick as thieves and all they care about are clothes and lashes storyline. Is anyone else buying this crap? Stay tuned until next week because it's only going to get better. Gotta go run, getting spray tanned, and a new set of lashes. Ooh, the drama here. All right, look. We knew, and if you listened to the last show, uh, which was I believe episode three you can watch it right back here on our website at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bravo i got way into more of what's being said in this carol and bethany feud i read you some of the blogs that carol is referring to so check out that episode if you missed it and uh if you're listening to this on our website i'll put some of the photos that carol was talking about her um I guess working with the UN, her and these war-torn countries, I'll post them on the page with this um, audio blog. But comment below, let me know what you think this week of the Carol and Bethany drama, what you think of Carol's uh, sit-down with Luann, and we're going to go move over to the next Bravo block. And I'm going to go ahead and go to Ramona's because we know hers are always short and sweet. And this one is called Sonia 
is bringing this on herself. And of course, Sonia did not do a blog for last week. So this is her current blogger. I don't know, maybe she'll address this week and last week's episode. But here we go. What needs to be clear is the fact that Sonia made no effort all summer to see me, no matter how many times I reached out to her. She claimed she was depressed, but she was actually at the Hamptons partying all night with her gay friends. Oh, shit. You're coming for the gays now? So this is what it is? Ramona is jealous of the gays? P.S. Ramona does not love a gay. I don't care. I'm, I have no proof to back this up. I'm just saying between me and you, I feel like Ramona is anti-gay. And I said it, and I'm sticking with it. I think she doesn't respect people, artists, or the gays. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, back to Sonia's blog. Um, at the end of the summer, I saw Sonia at a table beside me at Bibliotech in Sag Harbor. Oh, I live by Sag Harbor. Um, and she never exchanged more than a word with me. With this type of behavior, of course, I feel distant from Sonia, hurt and disappointed too. Sonia makes up her own scenarios. She knows that she's the one that has been absentee in our friendship. And yet Sonia is trying to put a different spin on it. Most of the ladies have distanced themselves from her, and I feel bad for her. I can see that most of them don't want to be in her company. I've tried to explain this to her at Henry Bendel, but Sonia can't take anything in. It's exactly why she's having a problem with the girls. I don't want Sonia to be this odd man out, but she's bringing it upon herself. What Bethany doesn't understand is that Tinsley was upset that Sonia was badmouthing her telling everyone in New York City that she was a bad guest. She said it so much that it ended up on page six. Sonia, of course, twists it into something else entirely, which seems a bit of a bad habit for her lately. I really don't know what's going to happen between us. I guess only time will tell. Thus concludes the Bravo blog of... So Not Sonia, Ramona. Look, I just don't care for Ramona. I think she's legitimately crazy. I think screaming in her friend's face, I think her, I think she, Ramona, has no ability to be a real friend to anyone. But what do I know? I'm just judging her on a reality TV show. You let me know in the comment section below what you guys think as we move on to the last Bravo blog for these last two weeks. <laughs> it is from Dorinda, and it's called, I Watched It Unfold Like a Car Wreck. It's absolutely ridiculous that Sonia can't seem to get the difference between divorce and death, but quite frankly at this point, I just don't care. I guess Bethany doesn't get the difference either, but be assured I will be speaking about my late husband now and forever, because that's what you do to honor loved ones. As I said in my previous blog, hopefully you don't truly understand it until you go through it. So let's just make a pack. I won't speak to you about my late husband, and you don't speak to me about divorce, okay? By the way, not sure you caught it, but even Luann, as I was leaving, agreed with me. So now, on to Ramona's epic dinner party slash Carol's marathon dinner. I have to say that the party was gorgeous, even if I'm still not sure who or what it was for. Ramona made a tremendous effort, as did everyone with their outfits. I love the fact that people took a chance, and by the way, who cares? It's the company of the event, not the clothes. I did mean to say, this is Dorinda's blog from for the episode two weeks ago. She did not do a blog for the current week. 
I must say that I wanted Tinsley and Sonia to work it out, and boy, did she. It heated up real fast, and once again, Sonia was in the hot seat, followed by the burning check. But the best part of the dinner was when Luann, with what I believe was complete sincerity and polite dinner talk, totally put her foot in her mouth. It was so tense, and I watched it unfold like a car wreck. I mean, quite frankly, I just wanted to burst out laughing, especially when Bethany said, Tats the man, Denise, followed by, You owe him an apology, which Luann did. The palpable awkwardness was hysterical. I chose to talk to Sonia because, quite frankly, I'm over it. I just listened to her reasoning, but at the end of the day, I agree to disagree. I just wanted to get back to the dinner party filled with outrageously dressed women and burning checks, ready to enjoy the rest of the night in peace and spend some time with my surprise guest and honey, John. Now, on to the POS breakfast text. Say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Sonia should have picked up the phone and called Ramona to talk it out. Instead, she sent a very hurtful text to Ramona that she will now have forever. It sits in her phone as a reminder of why of what Sonia really thinks of her. I think it really hurt Ramona's feelings that they have been friends for years. And I was hoping that Ramona would bring it up at brunch, but she chose and said to exhibit how she felt by ignoring Sonia completely and changing seats. Well, that's three for three at events now. Just remember, when you point the finger at someone, three fingers are usually pointing back at you. I guess in this case, it's me, Tinsley, and Ramona. What could possibly happen next? I guess we'll see when you all tune in next week. So that concludes the Bravo blog for Dorinda. What are you thinking of Dorinda? I, again, I kind of feel the same as I felt last week. I feel like she just does things for attention to have a storyline, literally screaming in um, Sonia's face. And now this week you're just talking and accepting her apology. It seems very... Um, disingenuous. It's hard for me to care about the rage and hurt that you felt last week when this week you're willing to just sweep it all under the rug, I guess, for your paycheck. But, well, that's just my opinion. (laughs) And thus concludes the Bravo Blogs for this week. Now, look, like I said, I can only do these when the ladies put the blogs out. So I can't always promise you an exact time that they'll be available each week. I hope that by the weekend, we have enough blogs from the ladies. Now, some of you have said, you don't want me to do specific blogs like just for the Real Housewives of New York, but you want me to read you all the Bravo blogs. If that is something you guys are interested in, then you need to do me a favor. Comment below this video on our website and or I will have hold much more weight if you leave a five-star rating and a nice review on iTunes. I am more than willing to do it for you guys. I just need to know that you guys are listening to these podcasts and that you are enjoying them and then I'm more than happy to do more of them and add more to them for you guys. So do that. Of course, you can also tweet me anytime over on Twitter at 
reality recaps. I hope you guys take a minute to check out our website, yourrealityrecaps.com. I hope you come by and watch us do our live shows, hang out in the chat room, ask questions, hang out with reality stars. We are live every night on younow.com slash reality recaps. You can become a fan over there completely for free. Be alerted every single time we go live. And of course, it is Big Brother Canada season. We are hoping to make it to Canada for the finale to live stream that for those of you that are fans of Big Brother Canada, as well as the finale parties. So if you want to help support our shows, get access to the patron-only Facebook group, prize giveaways just for patrons, special after shows, and weekly shows just for patrons. Consider becoming one to support us and everything we do over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron, or you can always do a one-time donation at yourrealityrecaps.com slash PayPal. Until our next Bravo blog, you guys got comments to write or reviews to leave so I know how you want me to keep these shows going forward, just The Real Housewives of New York or all of the Bravo blogs that are available. And if I did it as all Bravo blogs, I assume then we could do it the same day each week. So let me know what you guys think. I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye for now, everybody. I'm so happy to be back. Bye.